I take pictures of strangers in the streets and that's actually what I do most of the time. But there's always this knowledge of what's the detail in the image. And I try to compose with that thought in mind. And so that's usually like a small thing that will attract me to take a picture. And then I try to have like other people around. So it's not just an image of the detail in question, but a capture of the daily life, I would say. Hello, beautiful people. How's it going? This is your host Rajiv with episode 26 of Photo Country. What a journey it has been. I have met so many wonderful artists who have been so generous with their time, sharing their journey with me. I feel truly honored to bring their story to you. For this episode, I met with a French photographer, Valentine de Wilmer, based in Dublin, Ireland. Valentine is a keen observer of everyday life. She has an amazing talent to freeze that moment in time and make it into a timeless piece of art. Valentine is a film photographer and she has a passion for collecting cameras. I had a great time chatting with her on all things street photography. So let's get into the conversation. Awesome. So how's it going in all the way across the other side of the planet? Oh, great. Well, in Dublin, it's morning. So now it's 10 a.m. <laughs> I guess for you, it's the evening, but everything is, is great. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time off on a Sunday to chat with me. No problem. Thank you for having me. Pleasure is all mine. So Valentin, so tell me, what's the connection with Dublin? So it's because of my husband. He got a job here. He works for a French company and they have a lot of different offices. And so he got one here and we moved. So how's Dublin? Really nice. I was not expecting to like it this much. I know a lot of people talk about the weather, saying it's bad and everything, but I really enjoy it. The people are really kind and for street photography, actually, it's really nice as well. Actually, yesterday I went to a small town called Bray and did a lot of street photography and it was sunny for once. So people were eating ice creams. So I think I had a <laughs> nice few shots of that. So we'll see. <laughs> is this like a profession for you, photography, or is it more like a passion? Well, I'm trying to build it as a main job. Right now, I do have something on the side. I work in marketing, but I'm trying to, as an artist, get exhibition going. Maybe someday, hopefully, create a book or a piece of work that I can share and give to people. So yeah, I'm in the process, I would say. Let's pull back a little bit. How did you get into photography? So I see that you went to the same school that Parag went to as well. Yes. Spears. <laughs> in Paris. Exactly. How's that experience? Because I think Parag went there specifically because of the network that your institute had. So I think that was specifically why he went to that school. What was the reason to go to school there? So to answer the first part of your question, I got into photography when I was traveling with my family. I would always take my dad's camera and take pictures. So at some point he was sick of it and I got my own. <laughs> and that's how it started. And since then, I've been always taking photography during traveling times. And I thought, how can I do this when I'm not traveling? Because you can't be traveling all the time, sadly. And so I got into street photography a little bit. It was not really good. And that's why I went to Speos. I thought, okay, I know photography is something I want to do. I want to do well. And I don't want to just have my picture sitting in my computer in a folder. I want to do something about it. So that's why I decided to do Speos more for the... Well, it was as well for the connection because it's always good to have people to curate or help you and everything. But it was more like to have the help for the next step, to be like 100% going all the way in photography. <laughs> that makes sense. So 
Right. I think it really helped me because now I've had a few exhibitions, podcast as well, which is really right. nice. So I think that helped me really. I guess it's kind of also because I was not really sure about my work. I guess the imposter mm -hmm. syndrome is a big thing for me. Okay. And I never knew, okay, is this a picture okay? Is it worth showing people? And being at Speos, talking a lot with other students and teachers really helped me to say, okay, mm -hmm. here's why I like it. Here's why this picture is working. How to work for a project and make it happen. Because before, pictures would just be sitting someplace now. Like it's actually on a website. People can see it actually on Instagram as well. A lot of people can comment. And I have a lot of discussion with some friends that I've made over the years. So really happy about all this road that I've been taking. Yeah. So looking at your work, Valentine, how did you sort of arrive at this style? Because if you look at the pictures that you have, it's got lots of layers in it. So lots happening. So you're packing in a lot of action in that <laughs> frame, almost very similar to how Vivian Meyer's photographs look. It's got that kind of a flavor to it. Was that a conscious kind of a decision or did it just come naturally? Well, the first, I'm really happy that you say my work looks like a Vivian Mayer. I don't think it does, but I'll take the compliment. No, for me, I think what started is I would take a lot of pictures of details when I was younger. I would not take people in the street, actually. I would avoid them. And I think that stayed throughout my work now. I mean, of course, now I take pictures of strangers in the streets and that's actually what I do most of the time. But there's always this knowledge of what's the detail in the image. And I try to compose with that thought in mind. And so that's usually like a small thing that will attract me to take a picture. And then I try to have like other people around. So it's not just an image of the detail in question, but a capture of the daily life, I would say. You write in your website that you look for stories and moments. And you said you used to avoid people, but now you take photographs of strangers. How did you make that switch? That's actually thanks to my school spell. It was the beginning of the year and actually we had a, an assignment in a class that where we had to take pictures of our neighborhood and we had to document it. And basically over the courses of that class, so our final project was to pre present the project of our neighborhood. And of course, if you take pictures of your neighborhood, like it's hard not to take pictures of people especially in Paris I mean there's so many people and when I talked to my teacher about it he's he said to me like maybe it's a good challenge for you as well because I'm very introvert <laughs> which I guess we don't see it in the pictures because now I take pictures of strangers but that really helped me actually to get over the shyness and the stress so at the beginning of the year when I was taking pictures of people in my neighborhood they're really bad I mean now looking back I'm actually ashamed to show them but it's people from far away it's probably blurry every time I would take a picture my heart was shaking and my hands too so I think it was more the challenge of saying I can do it and now actually I love it and every time I'm in the street I take my camera and I shoot people and the closer I get the better <laughs> that's kind of more the challenge now so I'm really glad that Speos actually helped me to achieve this because I think I have a lot nicer pictures now that I can be closer. So I was looking at your work and you have one project called Naples is not in Italy. Why mm -hmm. such a title? So I lived in Milan for a year and a half before coming here. And for me, Italy, like it's so beautiful. You have the cliche kind of of the Dolce Vita eating spaghetti and pizza. And it's beautiful. You have the coast. I've traveled actually a lot in Italy last year. And when I went to Naples, the vibe was completely different. 
and the people were nice. The atmosphere, I don't know how to describe it, but the atmosphere was so different than any other place in Italy. That's why I called it Naples is not in Italy because it's <laughs> something of its own thing. You have to be there to see it, I guess. But the vibe, the right. atmosphere is so different that for me, it's a unique place. And I actually love being there. I went twice already. So it's more of a unique thing. So do you do your photography in terms of projects or is it just a random collection of photographs? How do you approach your craft? Well, when I go out in the street, I don't have a plan in mind. I'm usually just saying, okay, let's check out this neighborhood today. Or if it's an area that I really like, I go back often. But I don't have a goal in mind. I do hope to have all my picture kind of tell a story together. And usually what I do is that after a few months or a year, I put all the favorite pictures that I have and I print them out and I sequence them and then I see what I have. And then in the second part, I kind of go more out intentionally to kind of make the project work together. I never have one picture that's okay. Like they can work on their own, but I always try to tell a story and I guess talk about the daily life that I live here in Dublin. When I was in Milan, it was more how Italy is. So it's more an observation of everything. And do you have a color scheme or a palette in mind? Because there is a commonality in terms of tone and composition in your photography. I mean, at least on your Instagram feed. Is that conscious? Well, I shoot on film and I usually use the same film stock. I use Portra 400 because it's very versatile. So I guess that helps as well to have the same tonality overall in my pictures. But actually, I don't mind editing and I know how to edit. But for me, the editing goes in the composition rather. So before I take the picture and I don't like spending that much time on the computer. So I try to make it as minimal as possible. So probably that helps as well so that it stays the same. And why film? What's the fascination for film? Well, I guess it gives me more intention as well. I like the challenge of having only 36 pictures to take pictures, yeah, to shoot in the streets. I don't know. I I kind of fell into this. Like I found my dad's camera a while ago and I started shooting a bit of film. And of course, in school, you I talked a lot to Parag and, and other people that had film cameras and you kind of try and give it a go. And now I only shoot film, I guess, so... I really like it. It's so different than digital. Yes, 100%. We can film photographers, even in New yeah. Zealand, and they seem to be really tight-knit. I'm not sure why, but film photographers are really tight-knit better than actual digital photographers, I guess. It's probably the nature of the craft, I suppose. So who are your inspirations? Who do you look up to in terms of other photographers? Good question. Well, I guess in terms of like, Famous photographer Vivian Meyer is definitely one that I really look up to. Also, Joel Meyerovit. And more recent photographers, there's a lot of photographers in New York. I really like their work. I'm thinking of Joe Greer as well, even though now he lives somewhere else. But he did a really nice piece of work in street photography in, in New York. So yeah, a bunch of, of people really. <laughs> I think Instagram now is a, is a really cool tool to get inspired, to meet people and discover new work. So in case you need a new inspiration, I usually go on Instagram and find a few things there. So, I mean, look, going forward, you said you wanted photography into a kind of a profession, but being a street photographer, 
how do you see being a professional? Well, for the moment, I do have a shop on my website and I'm planning to, well, there's already prints on there and I'm planning to add some more to it. Actually, yesterday I was in my dark room and printing some work. So that's one way to, to start. And I'm hoping to, yeah, maybe work for some journals. How do you say in English? Like a documentary photographer? Exactly. Maybe work like that. I used to do a lot of still life photography before. Actually, that's how I started. And maybe that could also be a way, but right now I'm still figuring out. But we'll see. For now on the side, it's it's really nice as well. I can take my time and uh, figure out what I want. Absolutely. So how do you approach your work? Is that some kind of a process that you follow? How you actually look for your compositions? Is there some kind of a technique or a process that you have in mind or it's just very instinctive? I would say it's more instinctive. I barely stop went taking pictures of strangers in the streets. So it's so quick that it became intentional. I guess in the beginning, yeah, of course, I would be like stopping and then trying to make a composition look nice. But now it's more, okay, I know what I'm doing. So I just take the picture. <laughs> so I asked this question to Parag as well. Do you think going to school at Speos actually helped? Or if you had not gone there, will you be the same photographer? Oh, definitely not. I think uh, Spills taught me a lot of things. I would definitely not be the photographer I am today if it was not for school. I am feeling lucky to go to a school like this where we learn so many things, but not only like shooting on film or shooting some projects for documentary, but we also learn a lot of studio photography, like how to use the lights, a lot of things, how to work with clients. So I think for the network as well, it really helps. So yeah, I would definitely recommend anyone doing a photography school so are there any favorite locations for you that you have shot and are there any future other places that you want to go and actually well i would love to go to new york and actually give it a go of street photography in new york otherwise i've been to japan before and i really liked it but didn't take that many pictures back then so i would love to go back and actually experience it now as a street photographer I think there's a lot of places where good picture can be taken. Tell me something about the gear that you use, because I looked at one of your photographs and it's, you're just surrounded by, <laughs> by gear. Is that like a uh, hobby for you? It was not intentional. I do have too many cameras. Actually, I was doing a podcast recently about gear cameras and we were laughing about how many cameras I had. So yeah, no, it's not intentional, but I started with my dad's camera, film camera that he had. And then I started looking more and more into what other film cameras is existing. So <laughs> I would just continue buying things. And now I have a bunch of cameras. My main cameras that I use are my Leica M6 and M3. I also have an old Leica 3 that I really like. It's it's really tiny, actually. You fit it in your pocket. So sometimes when I have a quick run outside to do an errands or whatever, I just take it with me. You never know. And yeah, otherwise I have medium format cameras and also a large format one. So I have a bunch, wow. yeah. <laughs> so you can just start like a museum at your home. I could actually. I mean, I'm not sure it would be interesting. And do you always have a camera with you? No matter where you go, you just step outside your home, you have a camera with you? I do that a lot. Actually, I started when I was in Milan. We live near a really like busy street. And the only supermarket that would open late was on that street. And I would go go grocery shopping, so nothing interesting. And But I would see a lot of scenes that were interesting. So now I'm the kind of person that takes their camera to go 
to the supermarket and I had a few shots that were good on my way. So, I mean, it proves my point. Always have a camera on you. You never know. I mean, one thing that really prevents me from going out into the streets is the fear of rejection. How do you get over that? Do you have a secret? I have hesitated a few times to take a picture of something because you never know if the composition is good or if the subject is interesting. And I've always regretted it. So I'm more someone that now I taught myself how to be more like, okay, take the picture and think later. So now I just take the picture without thinking because if I start, if I start rolling that machine, I will overthink everything. So yeah, I just go and shoot. I've had a few times where people are like, oh, are you taking my pictures? And I've always, for now, touching wood, I've always went out of this situation nicely. Oh no, I'm taking pictures of something else or just smiling and say, yeah, you had a nice hat or something. Just complimenting someone always helps. But yeah, so far so good. <laughs> Do you ask somebody, hey, can I take a picture of you? So usually I don't ask people for their pictures because it's usually the gestures as well that I take a picture of. So if I ask them, they will completely change. They will go static and smile. And I really don't want that. Now, I just recently bought a 28 millimeter lens, which is really practical because then you don't have to point the camera right at them. You can be just a little bit off. So they don't think you're taking the picture of them. They think you take something further, but they are in the frame. So that helps a lot as well. Right. Okay. So what would be your advice for someone who wants to take up street photography? Know your camera very well. For me, there has been a few times at the beginning where I missed a lot of shots because I wasn't ready or I would put the aperture on the wrong side <laughs> without really looking because you have just a few seconds to get started. So get to know your camera. That's really important. And I would say, yeah, don't be scared of failing. Don't be scared of taking a picture. Sometimes the best pictures are the one you're scared of taking. So go for it. That would be my main advice. Yeah. And the other thing I always wonder, as I think Parag touched upon it in his interview, is because you have so little time to actually take the photograph and you're using a, a film camera, how do you get the shots in focus? Do you practice zone focusing? Yeah, I do. Actually, that could be another good advice. Learn how to do zone focus. That's how I started because at the beginning I would try to focus right on the person, but because they're walking, you had a few seconds and I would always miss the shots. So I practiced zone focusing and now I get most of my shot like that. So it's perfect because you don't, sometimes you don't even have to look. Now it's muscle memory. You can learn very quickly. I mean, what I did at the beginning is that I had a notebook with me and I would write down the shots and the settings. So I could remember more or less like why would it work or why it wouldn't work. That really helped, especially like on a gray day where there's not a lot of lights because your aperture is like a really small number. It's harder to be sharp because you have less space to have your person in focus. It's easier, of course, when it's sunny. So at the beginning, I would write everything on a notepad and write my settings, say, okay, it's picture 15. It was the picture, I don't know, of a woman smoking. And then I would compare and see why this worked and why it didn't work. And that really helped. And so the next time I would be out shooting, I would try to do things differently. So I guess in a couple of times out of shooting, it, it can be managed. And then of course it helps if you know your camera, because then you just have to say, okay, I go to the left and then it's three meters. I go to the right, it's five meter and you don't really have to look to shoot. So last question, you have a certain style, right? Which has really worked for you. So have you thought of breaking that mold and going beyond 
Yeah, actually, since I arrived in Dublin, I've been taking a lot more portraits, especially on the, yeah, on square format, like on my medium format camera. And I think it helps me as well to be more intentional because street photography is so quick. You have to hurry every time to take a picture, otherwise you miss it. And so it's been a good challenge to take portraits and slow down. And actually for this time, ask people, can I take your picture? And in a way, it's also a good challenge for me because I'm so used to take pictures, like stolen pictures, basically in the street, people not knowing I take their pictures, that it's really nice to actually ask someone, take the time, have a little discussion. Yesterday, actually, I was taking a picture of a little girl and the mother, she was there and she asked me if I could send her the picture. So I also have a bunch of email addresses to send the picture to people. So it's a nice thing as well. It helps being more creative because now when I go back to street photography, I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this. I don't know. In a way, it, it makes me more creative for street photography. So how can people reach you? Your Instagram and your website? Or is there any other way they can reach you to connect with you? Instagram, I guess, is the easiest one. Otherwise, by email or on my website, no problem. I'm available and always ready to talk photography. So they can just message me, no problem. All right. Thanks a lot, Valentina. It's great talking to you. And hopefully, maybe in the future, you'll come visit New Zealand. Oh, actually, I would love to. It's on my list. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Right. <laughs> that was Valentine de Wilma, all the way from Dublin. Thanks, Valentine, for your time. It was amazing chatting with you. All the very best to you. Do check out her work on her Instagram handle, Fragmented Street, or on her website, valentinedevilma.com. I will link them both in the show notes. As always, hope you like this episode. If you like this episode, please do share this podcast with someone who loves photography. Till the next time, stay safe and keep clicking. This is Rajiv signing off.